Hey everybody, this is Nick Padiak. You're listening to I'll Be Damned. Uh, this is episode four of I'll Be Damned. I want to thank everybody who tuned in to the last one, who listened, tuned in. What is this, the radio? This is a podcast. Uh, thank everyone who listened to the to the previous episode, my talk with Darcy Nalepa. Uh, it, was a, it was a really great talk, uh, very far-ranging, wide-ranging conversation. Uh, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback on it. Uh, Darcy was was a fantastic guest, uh, talked very openly and honestly. Uh, it, was, it was a great talk. If you, if you missed that one, please feel free to go back on iTunes or at my website and, and check it out, as well as the, uh, the other episodes that are up there. Uh, this, though, is episode four, my talk with Meredith Catchell, who is a comedian and artist in Chicago. I went to her apartment in Logan Square for this talk, and... Uh, as you will come to hear this a lot of times this is just me trying to keep up with her uh she's got a brilliant very quick mind uh she, like i said she's a comedian she's very funny uh, a lot of it is just kind of me giggling and and just trying to keep up with her as she as she goes a mile a minute and is is very funny and entertaining as she does so uh sort of a warning Yes, there is the little E that says explicit on iTunes, uh, but this one really, really lives up to that. It really earns that explicit tag. So you've been warned. If if that will turn you off, then I would advise you to not listen because it is, it does get very explicit uh, from the get go. So this was it was a great conversation though. I re- really enjoyed talking with Meredith. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, go to my website, nicholaspadiak.com, or check me out on Twitter, at npadiak. Uh, as always, thanks to Alex Johnson for the cover art and to Matt Pickett for the theme song. And here we go. Enjoy my talk with Meredith Catchell. I'm just going to keep doing it yeah, every two just, to three that's minutes. That's fine. That's fine. So you got theater seats as a breakup. I did. I did. Uh, from one of my good buddies. And he he's a wonderful older man. He's like 45. He I met him doing stand-up. It's weird to have like an old friend. You're like, <laughs> hey, do you and your wife and two children want to come over to my right. birthday party? Everyone's going to be doing Molly. You guys are invited. <laughs> you can bring the kids. It's fine. Bring them. And his little girl's name is Meredith, too. So I'm always like sure. ribbing him. Just like she's going to be super slutty. <laughs> just for like a year, but super slutty. Yeah. Do you have just the one old friend? I think no. I have a I have a couple older friends, sure. like mid forties friends. Sure. You know, like, mostly through stand up. Mostly through stand up. Yeah. So yeah. How did? Okay, you got started. You've been doing stand up for like five years. You said for like five years. How did that yeah. even get started? Oh, I don't know. It's just I feel like I got started like everyone else, where it was just like every gay man in my life was like, "You are so funny." <laughs> <laughs> like I know and they're like you should do stand up and I was like is that, I is will is that the standard stand up origin story? no it's not <laughs> I would say that most people get their start because all of their friends are like you're so funny man right. you should do stand up um, for 99% of those people their friends are wrong yeah their friends yeah. are wrong they go to two open mics and they're like well oh. shit yeah. or they keep doing open mics for the rest of their lives right um, but I ended up like I said, I was friends with a lot of gay guys who thought I was hilarious, and they had 
just kind of like one-off show at, um, oh God, what's that gay bar in Sidetracks okay. in Boys Town. And I opened up for a lovely lady named Cameron Esposito. Sure. She yeah. is very famous She's now. Deal, yeah. yeah. And she said, you're great at this. I ran my light by like 10 minutes. I, for your uh, first time? For your my first, first time? time, I had to get blackout drunk. Well, yeah. And, uh, but I knew, I, I just felt, I thought it was the best feeling I'd ever had in my entire life. And I called my dad and was like, this is what I'm doing. And he was like, great. So art school and now this. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Sorry. Way to, way to be fiscally responsible. Sorry right? about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just been doing it ever since. Now I run three shows and it's great. When you say you run three shows, what does that mean? Uh, it means I produce the shows, which means I book the comedians that are good. Like I know who's good and who's bad, who's mm-hmm. coming up, who needs to work some stuff out, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. What makes a good show? Who works well together? Uh, and how to get people in rooms. How do you... How do you make that decision? And and how do you how are you exposed to so many comedians that you can say you are good and you are not because you've seen them? Oh, uh, I feel like well, I've been it's been five years. Yeah. I would say the community is probably four hundred, five hundred strong in Chicago. In area. Chicago area, yeah. Um, and it's strange because I run the shows with other people. For instance, my hoo ha show, it's four other girls, and we you you're, you're gonna want to. Uh, that sounds really weird. Hoo-ha. My hoo-ha show. Can you My talk? What does show? that mean? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just the name of the show. And okay. between us and, you know, the millions of listeners <laughs> of this podcast, um, <clears throat> I don't love the name of it, but it just started and one of them suggested it. And I said, yeah, fine. And that's fine. Um, so the hoo-ha girls, um, all pretty, pretty well-known comedians in Chicago. And uh, we have like the like fun party show where like you come and you get free beer and it's in a loft. Free beer, really? and, yeah, New Belgium. They sponsor wow. us, which is so dope. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so that one's like, let's get all the party people, like people who can like keep the attention of a rowdier crowd. Right. And then Chicago Underground Comedy, which is in its tenth year now, I brought brought on as a producer this year. That's more underground alternative comedy, and by underground alternative, we mean like. You're not trying to act like a, like a road comic. You're not like, take my wife, please. <laughs> Fuck you, blacks. Like, we don't, that's not really, like, our number one thing. Sure. Um, so, uh, authentic people. We book really authentic mm-hmm. com- comedians. And then beef is just, we pair comedians up. They have three rounds of making fun of each other in the style of, like, games. And that's at Laugh Factory. So, like, we'll be like... It has to just be your mother jokes, or <laughs> this one is just you beat the shit out of each other with Nerf swords the whole time. Like, that you know. fun. It is fun. Yeah. It's very fun. Well, I mean, that that's a pretty far cry from when you first went up and you were just kind of like, I mean, you went up your first time and now five years later you're producing these three shows. How did you get from point A to point B? Oh my God. So many open mics. Yeah. So many open mics. <laughs> that's like the, the general trudge of like the comedian is that you have to like... Go to all the open mics, meet all the open mic people, suffer for hours, hours and hours and hours of bad comedy to go up for four minutes. Nobody cares about you. Yeah. Hopefully a better comedian comes in, sees you, kind of takes you under their wing, which I got with Cameron Esposito. Oh, really? Which was very Even beyond that initial Even beyond that thing, she saw me, she was like, you're great, come to my mic. And I said, okay, I think you're amazing. 
And uh, so I got very lucky in that regard. And then you just start meeting people, these little people and the open mics, and they start shitty shows, mm-hmm. terrible shows that do not last. <laughs> and you do those shows, yeah. which are in the backs of bars. They're in attics sometimes. And then, uh, yeah, you do those, and then, like, you'll get put on these shows with, like, other comedians, but sometimes, like, one really good guy, and he sees you, and he's like, oh, I'll recommend you for this. You get recommended and recommended, and then so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I started a little shitty show. It happens to be called Who Hot Comedy. <laughs> it still happens to be going after right. three years. Uh, and... Yeah, I mean, that's really, it's really, it's very boring. It's a lot of sludge, but it's also super exciting because you're hanging out with the funniest people in the entire world and yeah. it's amazing. You're like, what? <laughs> what? That's Hannibal Burris? I just went to a wedding with Bobcat Goldthwait. Really? Just like, what? What? Yeah. All right. I'm not saying Were I'm. Are you just doing an impression of Bobcat Goldthwait the entire time? Did I really? I oh, no. No, no. Like, no. When you're with him. I would think that he's, he's super one of normal those people. and people. Really? Oh, my God. He's so normal. Wow. We're like just he... name dropping the shit out of this podcast. Oh, right? yeah. That's oh, funny. I once walked in on Hannibal Burris <laughs> fucking in the beat kitchen bathroom. Oh, really? How about that? Yeah, I did. I, you know, good for him, <laughs> when really. When you say walked in on, you mean you were the one? No. No, no. Oh, oh, God. All right. Like I said, no blacks, please. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, No, I'm not going there. That's weird and not funny. (laughs) You you already said that was a hacky hacky joke. So I've got to say, I have never actually seen you in stand-up. I haven't seen you in years. Years. Six years or so. Yeah, six years because I lived in Pilsen was the last time you came to visit me. That sounds right. And yeah, I believe I put you like on a train, on like a bus. And then you rode away on your bicycle. You were going to the beach. I I was going to the beach. That's right. And I actually moved like shortly thereafter. I moved here, almost like a mile away from here. Um, I don't live there anymore, but I... I was to say. Yeah, I was living there for... It took you a long time to come over. A year or so. But I remember you you were on your bicycle and you threw your... um, you threw your bathing suit into your basket, and you were like, "I'm going to the beach." And I was like, "Shit, I gotta move to this city." I it's amazing. Not, yeah. yeah, I never did that when I moved to the city. I never like threw my bathing suit in a bicycle basket because it's, it's still like, yeah, I know it's weird for a boy to, to have a yeah, a yeah basket. That's very sweet. All right, let's back up. Let's okay, back up. okay, okay, okay. So uh, we were talking before. We've known each other since we were like twelve. Twelve. We went to theater That's camp so together crazy. at Northern Illinois University. We've known each other for almost 20 yeah. years. There's some gaps in there where There's we totally gaps. Really haven't hung out, but still, that's amazing. Yeah. So, all right, you were a weird kid uh, when I met you. You were. I mean, we were all weird kids. We were, yeah, we definitely were, but you were like the cool, popular, like kind of jockey Was I? That's weird terrible. kid. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> that is what you were. I know, I know. Uh, but you were, yeah, you were, you were just so weird, and it was amazing. I mean, we were like very fast friends. Oh, yeah. Um, but were you always like that in the way of... I know you're looking at me like fuck you. No, but like, what do you mean by way. weird? In the way of like, you were very spazzy. Uh, you had a lot of energy. I did. Uh, it was just mile a minute. It was you know doing impressions of things and then like and then laughing uproariously and then like getting way down and then being like, no, for real, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think but, I'm still like. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think so too, and that's that's probably why I still like you. But w- is that how you always were? And and did that draw you toward the arts and and theater and comedy. I would say absolutely. My parents, well, like, I I always had friends as a kid, but I always liked being alone more because I could just kind of like, like, be, I guess, be a freak. And mm-hmm. like, I would just sit in my basement uh, by myself and like, put on little plays. My parents just started throwing art supplies at me because they're like, if she's going to be in the basement, she should be making something. Like, we can't just have the basement kid. <laughs> so, they would give me, like, clay and paint and stuff and I would just, like, watch TV and, like, do impressions of cartoons and, like, make tiny dinners, like, for, like, a Barbie. Sure. Like, like, 
very expensive, <laughs> coursed out meals. Um, my cousin still brings that up all the time. She's like, that's weird. I'm like, I get. Oh, yeah, no, that's weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I was interested in so many things. My attention span is terrible, obviously, that I I had I had to do the arts. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. do math. Because it's just one thing. I had to be able to, like, sculpt and paint and perform and produce. And, you know, I had to... Ever since you can remember? Yeah, ever since I could remember. Yeah. Not dance, though. I suck at dancing. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Um, and so how did that... I mean, obviously, you went to theater arts camp mm-hmm. with me. And what else were you doing concurrently? And then what have you been doing since? That same summer, I went to the NIU arts camp oh, as really? well. Yeah. Uh, I did not like it as much. Mm-hmm. I did not like the people as much. Sure. And I would say that still stands true. Sorry. Um, (laughs) for all the listeners that touched the table um it still stands true today where like I would say I'm a better artist than I am a performer but I prefer performers to artists okay constantly yeah so like I had way more fun in drama camp so I Mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to throw myself into theater in high school and I, I was good at it I was fine yeah but I was just never as good as that painting of me naked holding the hand. Right. Yeah. You know? And that is a very good painting. Yeah. I have not seen you naked, but uh, I would assume it's a lifelike. I'm fatter. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, all right. So you said you threw yourself into into theater mm-hmm. in high school. In, in what way? Like wholeheartedly, like oh, all of your weekends, everything of was course. your whole life. Don't you remember, like, you were just like, you gotta come see me in music, man. Like, you'd go to, like, other school, like, high school's performances, yeah. and I was on speech team, and then I was, I started Creative Writers Club, because I thought that the stuff that they were giving me for speech team sucked, mm-hmm. and then I did original comedy and speech team, which was kind of like an intro to stand-up. Yeah. Like, you wrote, like, a silly little bit, and then I realized that, like, as much fun as I had, like, I would never... I would never be, like, super successful mm-hmm. performing. And that was fine. That felt okay to me because I knew I could fall back on art. And I did, and I went to SAIC, and I majored in scientific illustration, and I had some incredible, <laughs> incredible professors who pulled me aside and were like, buddy, you're funny. Like, <laughs> you can make funny art. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So, like, behind you, mm-hmm. that totem pole, Yes. Um, I was researching my first professor, Andrew Filkowski, who I love, um, was just like, do something funny for me this semester. And I was like, okay. And so I thought it would come from, like, this, like, weird, hateful, spiteful place, which I like. Why did you think that? Um, because I think, you said I'm, like, ranty and spazzy. Mm-hmm. I think when I get people laughing the most is when I'm making fun of someone. Mm. Um... And, like, so I started researching hate, fell down a Wikipedia hole, Mm -hmm. came up with the uh, Northwest Indians. If somebody owed them a debt or, like, wronged them in some way, uh, they would carve a a totem pole, like, explaining that this person was a dick and put it in their yard. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was, like, the funniest thing. They're called shame poles, and I think they're amazing. (laughs) So I made one, and on it, it's, like, juggalos and getting my period on somebody else's mattress (laughs) and olives, saxophone music, writing the wrong word in my crossword with pen. (laughs) girls with two-tone hair i mean like you know it's just like and it's funny and it it was like oh fuck like it was received very well and i was like oh shit 
melding of my world. And so this was in art school. Were in you art majoring school. in what? Scientific illustration. So, I mean, how is that? How does your totem pole of hate? Doesn't. And then it was just like, oh, I won't draw tiny bones all day. I will start moving towards actually being myself and trying to sell myself through my art. Well, why did you go with scientific illustration to begin with? Was it oh, I was just pragmatic. I was just obsessed with bones. Oh, really? Yeah. So There's a big it, box okay. of bones behind you. Okay, yep, I, I was a weird kid. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that was. But my... it wasn't like a. Um, well, I'm good at art, and this. Path of art pays, so I'm going to go on that route. No, uh, it was not, and that path of art doesn't really pay unless okay. you really know how to do computer stuff, to which I was like, poo-poo, <laughs> they will always need traditional ink artists. <laughs> no, they don't. And then I did do art education for about two years, which I thought was going to be, like, solid, a job. I've yeah. got that always, and I realized, like, if I have to wake up at 6 a.m. for the rest of my life, I'll kill myself by the time I'm 27. I'll kill myself. I will just eat a gun. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. It's not my calling. Fuck that. So I was like, fine, I'll be freelance. I started freelance when I got out of college in 2010. Just right away. You never had a 9 to 5 anything. No. I was a hostess for like a year. I was like, I'll supplement that way. And then you just end up doing a bunch of coke with busboys. And you're like... You know, this isn't what my college education was for. Does that? Maybe you. Do that. <laughs> the general you ends up. Doing I'm pretty that. sure everyone who's a freelance oh artist goodness. works at a hot chocolate restaurant <laughs> and then does coke with a busboy. Sure. Um, no, but I, it's hard being freelance. Yeah, of it's course. Really hard. You're freelance, right? Uh, no, I've Ish. actually got a. I do freelance work, but I've got a steady nine to five that I that Lucky. keeps me sane. Lucky. I, know. I know. So I could never do the nine to five and then have the energy afterwards. Yeah, I tried it tough. in college where I was like a secretary and I was like, I could do it all. No, I can't. Yeah, like you I get burned out really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I am um, like, I just had to come to terms with the fact that I'm a very particular person and I like, I need to sleep nine hours and they need <laughs> to be from like one to ten yeah. and like, yeah, I, I. That sucks. Like, I don't feel like an adult most of the time. But, really? like, I pay my taxes. Like, yeah. But you I also... have an apartment. I, yeah. We're great. sitting in an apartment that I rent. <laughs> there are candles. There's a cat. You keep the cat alive, too. I keep the cat alive. I've done so for several years. <laughs> Literally, as you were texting me that you were here, I was looking at her food bowl just like, shit! <laughs> There's no more food! Well, I spoke too soon, perhaps. You definitely did. Yeah, like... And I guess I'll just never have to buy any ever again. <laughs> yep, it's fine. Um, yeah. right, so, art school, mm-hmm. freelance art, mm-hmm. uh, doing coke with busboys. Right. Right. Uh, Take me from there to here to stand up and, to stand up and to what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, so I, in art school, I didn't make many friends. Like I said, art people are terrible. Yeah. But the friends I did make, I made a very special friend named Matt Lane, and he was one of those gay guys that thinks I'm hilarious. <laughs> and he was so funny. And so our first show was actually together, opening mm. up for Cameron, which is unprecedented, by the way. Yeah. You don't how just did like you even get that. You don't just like jump on a show when you've never done it before yeah. but it was just our friends he was dating this guy named bradley <clears throat> and bradley worked at sidetracks and had this friend adam who you know he's a producer and uh he was just like well i think you're funny so i'm just gonna put you on Un- unprecedented yeah if you're a producer listening to this don't do it <laughs> if you're a comedian or want to be it's not gonna happen yeah. i got thrown in and i loved it and so matt matt's an artist too uh-huh. 
And so he kind of had the same thing where he was like, I'm so good at art, but I like this more. Um, Matt now goes by Mateo and he's on MTV all the time and he's very famous. Um, Good for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am not. Sure. Not yet. (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we kind of pushed each other to get a little bit away from art. Mm-hmm. more in the and we'd be like I'm gonna quit like three months in you're just like they're gonna miss me but fuck it uh, and uh, and then we keep coming back to it because it was just so fun and it, like it's an excuse to be an alcoholic and like there's just so many fun parts of it and you make these wonderful friends mm-hmm. just wonderful friends and you also get to name drop like a motherfucker and sure. that's just so fun yeah cool. um, so yeah I mean once once I started, I couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. And I can't. And like you were saying before, I'm like this weird spazzy lady. And I think recently, because I'm working with all these underground alternative comedians who are kind of doing like these weirder things, I finally admitted to myself, like, you don't have to talk about your breakup anymore. Like, you don't. It's fine for when you go on the road, but like. Let's put together a slideshow of all these super creepy paintings that you made after your breakup that all have like these long, intense titles that were like, my ex-boyfriend got kicked in the head by a horse and then the horse ran away because no one ever found him because there's justice in the world for good-hearted people who are afraid of dying alone. And like, you can do that and people are going to really like it. Maybe it's just Chicago specific, but um, it's sort of been where I get to do my art and my comedy and like finally start melding that in mm-hmm. with my performance and not just make funny art, but make funny art and show it on stage. Right. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. I really don't think I'm going to get a job animating for Rick and Morty out of it, but like, maybe. <laughs> Is you that know? a goal? Uh, I'd say more Brad Neely. I don't know if you're familiar with nope. his work. He did uh, China, Illinois. Okay, on, Yeah, mm-hmm. on Adult Swim. And he had like a couple like viral hits back in like 2006 mm-hmm. that were there was one about George Washington it was like Washington a Washington six foot seven fucking killing for fun like <clears throat> just a cool rap about George Washington sure. doesn't hold up to Hamilton I'm sure but yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah I think that's the goal that's the thing I don't know if I have any goals yeah that was gonna be I don't usually prepare for these I write like four questions and that was one of them is whether you have like a, a five year plan like I'm gonna I'm gonna be on a sitcom in you know five years or, or what no. you want no it's weird because I'm in a relationship and I think I'm gonna marry him so like wow. I'm planning for that mm-hmm. sorry Damo um, <laughs> does he know that is he, he aware he, oh. oh he's very aware that I'm planning <laughs> on it uh, it's, and, and it's so silly because yesterday was our one year anniversary and I oh, was wow. just like I love you <laughs> more than anyone he was like I love you more than anyone and I was like I'm gonna make your babies and he was like don't well, don't well. do that <laughs> Not, I mean, just like, don't talk about it. Sure, yeah. I just want to have sex. <laughs> we can do that. Um, so getting married is definitely on there. Mm-hmm. Kind of being uh, more an adult homeowner, maybe. Stuff like that. I think it's important. Like, that's important to me. Homeowning? No, like, like... being an adult? Being an adult. Um, I think it's cool. And I want to... That's like a... That's a concrete... Literal concrete goal yeah. that I can work towards. Yeah. Um, is waiting for that grandma to die so I can get, get that trust. Um, 
So but terrible. is that all right? So what does that look like being an adult? Does it does that include still waking up at ten o'clock? Yes, nine hours? Okay, absolutely. So it's, it's your version of it's adult. my version okay. of being an adult, and it's fine. And like I think, I think there's something really important and truthful and honest and freeing about being like, I'm not going to be on SNL. Mm-hmm. I can know people who are on SNL. I do, but I I'm not going to be that person. That wasn't the path that was chosen for me. And it's fine not to be the most successful person in the room. Mm -hmm. It is fine to just be a really healthy, happy, friendly person with like a ton of life and like a great one. And that's okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I think the past couple of years have been like not measuring my success against anyone. And that's been a good adult thing for me and uh, being okay with, just being a Midwestern fucking mom one day, you know? <laughs> and that's okay. Of course, yeah. Well, uh, J. Michael, my boyfriend, who also does stand-up, and he's so funny. So, so funny. But, like me, is like more of a writer and an artist, and like, it's just so distracting. What am I doing? Uh, I, he's from Florida, mm. and he fucking hates the winter. Oh, oh my. The whining every day. <laughs> The crying when it snows, just like, what? Like, that's nature. Um, I think Chicago is the greatest place on earth. Yeah. I mean, I've always told you that, and I tell everyone that, but I think at some point we'll have to move. We'll try and move to a comedy-centric city. Yeah. Uh, like, New Orleans has a great scene. Yeah. Uh, Austin has a great scene. Mm-hmm. But it, we're not going to go to L.A. or New York. How come? I just... The idea of living in L.A. just seems so painful to me. <laughs> Doesn't it? You're just like, oh, it's hot out all the time. And everyone's so pretty. <sighs> it's terrible. So and the driving. That's, it's it's the driving. driving. I don't think I want that. Yeah. Uh, I don't particularly like a beach. I'm not going to lie. Really? I like a, I like a lake beach. That's sure. nice. Because I don't feel like that thing's going to swallow me up. I don't think about all the dead bodies in there. You know? Oh, there are dead bodies in there. Oh, there's, oh there's, there's tons. There's tons. Tons and tons. Uh, people in Wisconsin drowning all the time. You just sure. don't think about it. No. It's just the cheese. <laughs> uh, but I went to New York for the first time like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy broke up with me. I'm going to New York. I'm going to fly on a plane and be scared to death. Had you never flown before? I have. I've been to Europe, but I'm just, I hate it. Really? Hate what it. is it about it that you hate? Um, I'm crashing? out of control. Uh, I don't like the idea <laughs> of falling out of the sky. Sure. Really, honestly, I think flying is just spitting in God's face. <laughs> just being like, you put us down here. We're up here now. What do you think? What's up now? What's up, idiot? <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, I do like other places, though, so I'm kind of getting over it. Gonna get an RV I, then? I, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just flew to Portland. Long. It was great. But I went to New York and was just like, this, people get off the bus and they're like, I'm gonna make it. Like, for this, yeah. it's dirty. <laughs> it is dirty. It stinks. I've read that it's because they don't have alleyways. They don't have so any they alleys. Just, they just dump their They put their the garbage. garbage. The garbage is all anywhere. over the place. Yeah. yeah. When I was in New York, there was just a ton of garbage everywhere. I like, hated it. Why? You know what else sucked? I was in Brooklyn. I was going to a bar, and this is just disgusting. Meredith, I was just like, I gotta pee. Where's an alley? <laughs> no alleys! This is insane. Like, walking, like, trudging blocks. Just like, there's gotta be one. <laughs> 
there's got to be a place that I can just publicly urinate. <laughs> Instead of trying to find a bathroom. You monsters. <laughs> so where did you end up being? Oh, it's just some bar and everyone looked at me and I was just like, God, now they know. So you actually had to go inside of a building? I had to go inside of a building, uh, but I was just like so mad about it that I was like, taking a dump too, <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> I had one coming. I just didn't like Brooklyn. <laughs> I didn't like Brooklyn. I liked Manhattan. I thought it was very pretty. Yeah. Um, but... Also, PBR is like $6 for a regular can out there. And it's just like, what are you doing? This sucks. Also, very dangerous in places. Well, sure. I I accidentally wandered into some strange neighborhoods. That's probably true of every place, though. I mean, there's some... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Chicago's not without its dangers. Yeah, just go past Pulaski. Just right here. The next street over. Terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pollocks. All right, so right now... How are you keeping yourself alive and keeping your cat and food? Is it, it? It's just comedy and art, right? Comedy and art. But what does that? I mean, what does that look like in terms of like how do you make money off of comedy and art? Because there's um, a lot of people who are doing both for free and not making a living. Yeah. So you don't make a lot of money in comedy. Yeah. You do make a lot of money when all of your friends are getting married and need wedding invitations that are quirky and have them on them, mm. or they're going to weddings and need something for the bride and groom. Or um, they want to do birthday gifts. I, do, I get a lot of, like, gifts for mom, I'm, like, a picture of the whole family. I'm doing, like, a ton of work that is posters for comedy and bands and then uh, portraiture for generally everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that pays the bills. I mean, it's, like, 100 here, 150 there, 600 here, and, like... I mean, these are projects that I can do in a day. Yeah. So, if I feel like it. Here's also the thing. <laughs> Some months I don't feel like it. Yeah. So I have a little, I have a little squirreled away nut stash for when I just get too sad to leave the bed. And then I don't have to. It's amazing. It <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of that. And then uh, I design websites. Um, I do paintings for people. I'm doing a lot of murals. I do set design up in Wilmette. Um, crap, what else do I have? I'm doing a book called Things That Don't Exist But Should. <clears throat> it's a Twitter hashtag that my friend Josh made up. So it's like felon degenerous. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rain Mane, which is like Gucci Mane, but Rain Man. Okay, sure. See, that, yep. that one went over my head. The felon to Drenner, so I get that. That's that's more my speed. And the face you made afterward was very funny. I'm sorry that the podcast listeners couldn't. <laughs> Curious that. George W. Bush. You know? Sure. And so Whoa. you are illustrating these things. I am the illustrator, things. yeah. Are you also coming up with some of these things, or is it your friend? No, nope, this is okay. just Josh. Uh, just Josh. Just Josh. Uh, just Josh is doing that. And But I have two more books that I'm working on. An adult coloring book that will actually be like, very adult things, but like with the intrinsic, like, yeah. like kind of meditative patterns. So just like, like doing like infertility shots, <laughs> or just like unfriending your your aunt for posting too much about Jesus <laughs> and the troops, <laughs> or just Carol at the office, just a mean looking lady named Carol. <laughs> um, so I'm working on that with my buddy Ross Kelly, and then another comic book graphic novel. With comedian uh, named Dan Sheehan, and it's called Crust Punk Holocaust, and it's about those just disgusting people that hang out in Wicker Park during the summer. This white white punk rock kids with face tattoos that are mm-hmm. like, I want to play a banjo, 
oh, give me a dollar. I don't believe in capitalism. Give me a dollar. And you're like, you know, it doesn't make any sense that you don't believe in capitalism right. and you need a dollar. Go farm or something. Fuck. <laughs> so it'll be about them fighting with the gutter punks and there's like a great battle and then just the crust punk holocaust and then they all leave the city of Chicago for a mystical land called Baltimore. And uh, uh, yeah. We've all seen The Wire. We know how that works out. Yeah, it's not going to work out yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, so I've got that going on. I've got like, I mean, so many projects. You're busy. I mean, it's not Very like you're busy. wanting for no. projects or things to do. I do mean, you? always. Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, bring it on. If you have a great idea, I'd love to hear it. And like, let's discuss. Well, yeah. I love new stuff because my ADHD is so bad. Yeah. Do you actually have ADHD? Oh, yeah. Terribly. Oh, that? terrible. Yeah. Okay. Unmedicated, though. Because really? oh. fuck it. Has it been diagnosed? Though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, for a long time? For a long time. Yeah. Since I was, like, 14 or something like that. Did you take medication? No, Previously? not really. No. no, I always did. I just didn't want it. And I take it recreationally. It's very oh, yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it Ritalin? Uh, Adderall. Adderall. Yeah, Adderall. Well, I dated a, I dated another ADHD comedian for a while named Chris Condren. It's a very small Venn diagram. <laughs> you would think it's small. No, maybe it's not. bigger than yeah. you would expect. Uh, but he had uh, something called ADHD PI, which is persistently inattentive. Oh. Uh, we used to joke that he was a detective, though. Like, sure. yeah. <laughs> Just like, what did I come in this room for? <laughs> Why did I lose that job? Um, <laughs> but he had, like, he had the crazy, crazy Adderall that, like, they're like, no other human being should consume <laughs> this. And it would, like, slightly calm him down. And, like, it, it like, focuses me. But, and yeah, you're also just, like, gritting your teeth. You're like, I gotta smoke pot or something. I feel so weird. Uh, it's, a, it's a great combination for cleaning the house. I'll, I'll tell you that. that. So that's what you take it recreationally for? To I go to clean my house. <laughs> I have to clean my house. If I don't have a clean house, I can't work. Really? Oh yeah. I and mean, is that nuts. is that because of like a like an OCD kind of a thing? Like, oh, everything has to be clean, or is it like I get this when I'm trying to write? It's like I will do anything but write. If you're trying to write something, it's oh, like, oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna do some laundry now. Oh, it's absolutely that. Okay. But then it gets to a point where I'm just like, no, it's literally the cleanest it can possibly. Yeah. Sit down. You have to sit down now. Yeah. Well, maybe we should take a bath. No, sit down. <laughs> we. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you have time then to do the kind of art that you want to? Not as much anymore, I will tell you that. No, I don't. I'll, I'll like, get invested in projects. Mm-hmm. Like, I had my paintings after my breakup. Um, I did, like, a live animation about my anxiety and my fear of death. Really? That, yeah, so, like, I click through it. And it's kind of, like, pictures to accompany a stand-up set, mm-hmm. which is, like I was saying, it's sort of moving into this art comedy realm i'm not super happy with how it turned out it's still really funny but like there's something missing um so like i would consider those my personal projects Mm -hmm. but like actually in terms of it like when i get to sit down and paint i mean even if it's dumb like the cactuses over there like the one behind you says golden years golden showers and it's like an old lady (laughs) getting peed on (laughs) and like just stupid shit like that (laughs) Uh, that's really what makes me happy when I can get to that meditative place when it, that's truly when I feel like myself. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, one of my favorite things to talk about is anxiety, and you just brought it up, so let's let's go. I've got so much. Good. Let's do it. All day, every day. I think that's why I self-medicate as much as I do. Like, I drink a lot, yeah. uh, and I still do, and I'm 30, and it's like, calm down. And you're like, but wine. <laughs> but, but wine. Um, I have um, diagnosed panic disorder, mm-hmm. and then just generalized ADHD, and generalized anxiety. So I like to, I have a joke about it. How would I, how's it go? Oh, uh, but I like to market it as I'm a fun, fun runaround baby who doesn't mind staying in tonight and has a spooky ghost jailed in her heart that's always trying to escape. Um, uh, so the anxiety sucks though because I've had it like I feel like my entire life. Yeah. And like, how does it how does it manifest itself? You said you have panic attacks. Panic attacks mostly, um, which are mostly under control. Yeah. You know? How did, how have you gotten this under control? Self medication. Uh, self-medication, but mostly just like, I had some great therapists who were just like, okay, you can feel them coming on. What do you do? Change the cycle of thought. Like you, you have to like act faster than your chemicals. Right. And it's just like, okay, so I do that. And it's a lot of like putting like something very cold between my wrists, like breathing a lot. Uh, and then, you know, just being like, ah, don't think about, nope, no one's breaking into the house. And like, ah, nope, we're not going to fall out of the sky. We're going to be fine. Because yeah. um, with anxiety, <clears throat> it's like, it's constantly coming up with like the worst case scenario. Yeah. I don't know if it does that for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. Like all the time. And it's always like, I could be having just like a regular day and the phone will ring and I'll see it's my mom and I'm like, dad's dead. Oh, and like, yeah. that's, why the fuck would it be that? <laughs> Why the fuck would it be that? Jesus Christ, she's called you thousands of times and it's not been that. But, uh, yeah, that's just immediately where I go with it. And it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Like, I feel physically tired at the end of the day sometimes because it's so bad. Um, But... Well, how do you you find that it affects your life besides being physically exhausted and and needing to... um, regulate them and anticipate them like how does it stop you from doing things yeah like i was saying i have to hibernate sometimes because like the world feels like too much and so like that's why i have squirreled away money because some days i can't get out of bed like i i will feel like my hands don't work right you know and so i'll have to do this all day and like clap my hands and like move them like this which is not conducive to painting or drawing at all um and it's just a little yeah, it's little things like that. And so, yeah, I would say, I, I mean, I don't leave my house that often unless I have a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like the outside. I feel like there's just, there's too many variables out there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like little things like I got mugged a couple years ago and I'm just like, well, now I don't trust anyone on a bicycle. Oh, shit. You got mugged by somebody on a bicycle? Yeah. That's that like a, a drive-by? Like a, yeah. What? Yeah. He like, um... He, like, rode past me. I was, like, texting my sister, and, my sister-in-law, excuse me, and uh, he rode past me on the sidewalk. Number one pet peeve in this city. I call him the DUI BMXers, and I hate him. <laughs> it's always old dudes on fucking bikes. It's just like, oh, just ride the road. Fucking person. <laughs> Only children are supposed to ride on the sidewalks. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I was just like, ugh, and, like, rolled my eyes. And then, like, what had happened is this guy had gone into an alley, come back around, and then, like, charged me and tried to grab my phone. But, like, you're on a bike, idiots. So I just kicked the bike out from underneath <laughs> him. And then just, like, kicked him in the head a bunch of times. Really? And he was like, you're a bitch. And I was like, you just tried to take my 
thing. <laughs> That's my thing. I paid for that. And it was expensive. How did this... I need to know the resolution to this story. Oh, he what just called me a, a bitch like a hundred times and then got on his bike and rode away and I was just like, well, I guess I was going to go walk a dog. I, I'm, I'm going to call the police. As you did. Okay. Yeah. And some lady had like been walking past, like she was like kind of behind us on the mm-hmm. other side of the street and she was like, did that guy try and mug you? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I thought he was just like, I thought he just fell into you. And I was like, yeah, well, he didn't. Please stay with me until the policeman comes. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. Like, the policeman came, and I was like, he went that away. Right. No, nothing. He's just never an idiot on the bike. No, yeah. never heard okay. anything. Yeah. So, I did stand on a corner, though, for an hour, waiting for waiting him to come for back. Police. Just like, oh, for the guy he's going to get him. I'm going <laughs> to figure the perf. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't get yeah. him. So yeah. obviously that doesn't do wonders for your anxiety. No, that didn't do wonders for my anxiety. Um, a friend of mine got shot last year. Ooh, shit. Randomly. Just a guy pulled a gun on him and killed him. Wow. I didn't like that. And I was like, well, don't have to go outside yeah. for like a week Nobody's now. Nobody's shooting me in here. Nobody's going to do it in here. Like all deaths occur in the home, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> like every single one of them. Right. It's a hospital or it's home. Um, it started when I was a kid and it would be like driving. Like I remember, I remember driving to meet you. I think it's in DeKalb. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And, like, having to, like, psych myself up. And I was like, we're not getting in a car crash today. Who's a good driver? You're a good driver. <laughs> like, I would have to do that and then, like, get in the car and just be like, oh, my hands are too slippery for the wheel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's always, it's generalized. It's always about death. Yeah. I'd say it's always about death. And it always has been? Yeah, it always has been. Well, have you, you've said you've had a, a bunch of good therapists or a few good therapists. Mm-hmm. Have Have you talked about the, about Fear of death, oh, and, and yeah. so what have you talked about, and how have you worked through that or um, worked with it? So uh, I'm from Plainfield. Mm-hmm. What is Plainfield known for? Melissa McCarthy. That's correct. Yes. Also, uh, we had the largest KKK rally in history. Forget that. Oh. Also, we had that huge tornado right. that like ripped us apart, mm-hmm. um, and my grandpa died in that. No shit. I was like four. I didn't yeah. really understand anything. I've literally pinpointed my anxiety to this moment, by the way. Um, And I was riding with my grandma to the funeral. I don't know why they stuck the four-year-old with the old widow. Like, don't... Can anyone be with Meredith? You were probably entertaining. And it was probably like, you'll you'll buck her up. Yeah, she didn't even like my grandpa. So it was just like, (laughs) okay. This is... It's a great story. But, um... uh, So I was four, and I was like, what happens when you die? I do not know this. In the car? You In the car. And I asked this to a mourning widow. Yeah. And uh, she was just like, well, basically, you go to sleep and you, and you dream forever, which is nice. Yeah. It's a nice thing to say. Yeah. And then I like thought about it for like three more seconds and I was just like, so what happens if you have a nightmare? And she just shot back immediately. Then you have a nightmare forever. And I was just like... Oh. No! <laughs> like, just melted down. They thought I was like crying about my grandpa at the funeral. I was just like, what? <laughs> what? That's what I thought it was. And like, and then I remember on my 10th birthday, I got all those cards that were like, welcome to the double digits. And I was like, I will never be single digits ever again. And I will probably never be triple digits because I already thought smoking looked super cool. And uh, <laughs> and you were already were able to pinpoint the fact that it was going to kill you. Oh, it was going it to kill me. Cool and it's going to kill me. Still love smoking. Okay. Um, and uh, like, 
And so I like freaked out, lurched around my house, like no one's home. And like, I'm just like crying and sobbing, like realizing that I'm going to die and it's going to be somewhere in these double digit years. And, uh, and then I laid on the carpet and I thought I had to fart, but I didn't. And I shit my pants. And so I was just like crying with shit in my pants. And my That's dad, not where I expected that to go. No. And my dad, my dad walked in and was like, what's wrong? And I was just like, I'm going to die. And I shit my pants. And he laughed so hard at me. And I think that clicked something where I was like, your pain is funny. Like, it's definitely funny. So, yeah. And then... <laughs> From then on out, uh, and then it turned into, like, a food manifestation where, like, I didn't want to eat food because it might make me sick. So I only ate cheese omelets. For how long? Like, a year and a half. Wow. Only ate cheese omelets and Sour Patch Kids. I ate well, cheese yeah, omelets and Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, I was like, if it's packaged, it's fine. <laughs> and if it's eggs, it's okay. What? And then I was like a hundred pounds. Like you remember, I was a you real, really. I was a, thin. I was a little girl. Yeah. Um, and that was all anxiety. And then that went away. And then it was driving. And then it was. Um, now it's leaving the house. I mean, like there's been like levels of it. It just manifests in a new way. And like I'm always like, oh, I'm free of it. Mm-hmm. Like once like the food thing's gone, and then it'll just. Something Find a new possible. way yeah. to scare the shit out of me. So then, the 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 fear of death thing. Um, like, what have you? How are you facing that? And how are you working through that? Is it just that's crazy? Um, I don't I don't know. I think it, I think there are all ways of dealing with it. All of the manifestations have been ways of dealing with that specific mm-hmm. issue. And I mean, I did all of the reading. I don't believe in God, so I did all of the reading of like how do atheists cope with this shit? And that mm-hmm. helped a lot. Um, Cause you're just like, well, I just have to live a super dope life and like be honest and be cool to people. Yeah. You have to be okay with being forgotten. And that um, sucks for someone who needs so much attention, probably even when she is dead. <laughs> just like, if people are not kissing my grave or like, there's like <laughs> not something where like people go and like put out cigarettes on it or something <laughs> like I'll kill myself in heaven. I don't even care. I need this. Um, and, like, there are, like, ways of being hopeful that you'll live a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Picking a partner that you want to, like, live a long time with. And yeah. I think I enjoy moments more because of it. Which because is strange. Fear but, of death? Yeah. No, I think that's strange because it's, it's the acknowledgement that it's always there and, and yeah. that you really should be paying attention at all yeah. times. You yeah, know, it's, absolutely. It's the idea of, like, maybe the if people say, like, the world's going to end soon, what are you going to do? It's like, well, you're going to die sometime, so why not just have that... So I'm going to go to the, the wizarding time. world of Harry Potter. <laughs> I hear they expanded it. It's, it's amazing. I went, I went for Thanksgiving. It was crazy. <laughs> I really felt like I could die happy afterwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that is a real dragon. <laughs> Um, so yeah, little things like that where I like conquered the fear of flying and I got to go to Wizarding World of Harry Potter yeah. and then, you know. Yeah. So you mentioned you're an atheist. Have you always been? Um, yeah, I think so. I was raised an atheist. Oh really? Yeah. You didn't have, your parents weren't. No. They were like, they were like, do you want to go to church? And I was yeah. like, no, yeah. why would I want to go to church? All of my friends complain about it constantly. Yeah. yeah. It seems terrible. No. Yeah. Thank you though. No. I did go to. <laughs> I did go to Bible camp with my friends over the summer, just so 
my parents would be like, get out of the basement. <laughs> just like, like a cat <laughs> trying to go into a the bathtub. Oh, just like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> so that I got sent to camp, I, you know, sleepaway drama camp. Same thing. Sure. Just get out of the house. Yeah. Um, and I do remember uh, we had learned about the Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. And one day, and you know, like a tornado alley, Plainfield that day had a tornado warning, so the sirens went off, and we mm. went downstairs in the basement. And I felt an unfamiliar wetness in my underwear and checked, and it was blood. And I was like, <gasps> I didn't think first period, I thought you just miscarried the second coming of Christ, and God is punishing us. <laughs> no, you actually yes. thought that? Yes, I How did. How old were you? I was 12, oh 11, my God. 12. What a terrible thing to think. It was. Oh, my God. Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my first, like, it's also like, I think there's something really funny about anxiety because you're like, everything's happening to me all the time yeah. and everything's like very centered on me. It is kind of a selfish uh, disease. It really it? Yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, come on, Meredith. <laughs> I was like, Meredith sounds like Mary. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Which it doesn't at all. Um, Jesus Christ. What was the question? Oh, always been an atheist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I, has that ever wavered? Have you had uh, moments of, of doubt about your atheism? Um, I would say I only had one. And it was when my senior year, I think you remember, my boyfriend killed himself. And I was very, very, very sad about that. Like, mm-hmm. very, 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 very sad. It kind of stuck with me for many years. I feel like I'm only now kind of getting over it. And he was a Catholic and was like, I know I'm going to hell. And I was like, no, because like, wouldn't it be cool if heaven is real? Like, and it was sort of like a soothing, like I understood that. Like it was very soothing to be like, and then when you die, it's like you ride a cool train like Hogwarts. And then at the <laughs> station, the angels are playing rock and roll guitars and all of your friends are there and you're like, yay. And that was really as like close as I ever got to being like heaven or hell. But like to me, that's just such a silly fucking concept. Yeah. That's every person in the world thinking that they're important enough that like this <laughs> pillowy cloud man was just like, I made a special place. I made death really scary. Um, and there's like a whole bunch of ways that you can do it. Sometimes by the hands of others. Um, but uh, David Cross is a really good bit about it, actually, which I... I love, he's just like, so when you go to heaven, um, and you're on your like cloud, you're like personal cloud, <laughs> do you just have stuff from like your lifetime? Like, would I just be playing a PS4 and the, the British orphan on the cloud next to me with his ball and cup is like, what's that? He's like, nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, like, it's just so silly. It started because he read an article that asked if they have paved roads in heaven. <laughs> What do you think is so funny? Why would there... Who's paving the roads? Like, some people who just did this on Earth, that's their heaven. Yeah, I guess that is a pretty logical question. Mm-hmm. I would never have thought of that. I suppose that's why you're you're the comedian. Your, your mind goes to the... Uh, why would they so have funny. The, who would pave the roads? <laughs> who would pave the roads? So, do you... I've never seen your stand-up. You mm-hmm. said that now it's becoming more um, kind of melded with your art and yeah. more with you. Is this something that you've dealt with, like uh, atheism? Do you delve into your life and your anxieties? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm like I was saying that anxiety, animation. Yeah, I'm doing that. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I do that, and then that one's also about death, obviously. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> um, I mean, for the most part, I do, like, pretty campy, silly things on stage. I, you know, talk about a breakup and, like, why would I have a Pinterest filled with mason jars and candles in them <laughs> when you have a tattoo of a weed leaf smoking a joint? Like, why did I think we were going to get married? And so, like, that's, for me, that's, like, an easy way to, like, engage the crowd right away, and then I can get a little weird. Mm-hmm. And then I can I have a whole list of what it's like to live with ADHD. And, like, what a day in the life of my life is. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. Um, like, you go on Craigslist and you find this puzzle designer job, and you're like, oh, fuck, I want to be a puzzle designer. And so uh, you go and look up your resume, but, like, you see something else in your documents folder, and it's just called, like, fuck this. And I was like, what is this? I don't remember this. And then, like, all of a sudden, you're in the kitchen, and you're like, why am I in the kitchen? <laughs> and so, like, you're, oh, you're like, oh, I was going to make tea, but instead you, like, just, like, make an egg. And then you, like, lay on the floor with your cat, and you, like, yell at your cat, and you sing at your cat, and then you're like, oh, I was doing something. And you go back into your room, but, like, you don't like the music that's playing while you're trying to fix your resume. doesn't even need fixing, by the way. You're just doing that. Um, you do it every week. And, uh, and then you're like, maybe I should on my portfolio and then you like are on the floor with your cat again <laughs> and it's like it goes on and on and at the end of the day you realized uh that you applied for that puzzle designer job last week <laughs> and so you just send it again because you're like i have to have done something today i have to have done something so did it take you a while to find that voice to find that confidence yes to do that? absolutely what was that process like so that process was like um when you first start stand up you're not I personally, and I think most female comedians, you don't start with a lot of jokes. You start with, like, a lot of self-deprecation and, like, wacky-dacky stories about your life. Like, you're so crazy. Um, So, like, I started out with um, the time I went to the gynecologist and I had accidentally used a bunch of glitter soap on my puss because I had taken a shower drunk the night before. Um, Or, like... Like um, the period, the first yeah. period one, or and then I started running out of material. I was just like, "Well, my life is." It was funny for like a year, and then people were like, "Okay, yeah, like do something else." And it was like, "Ah, shit." So I was like, "Okay, I have my one open mic that I love going to on Wednesdays. It's Coles, and uh, I'll do a new weird thing every week, and then I'll talk about it on stage." And it just got to the point where I was like, what am I going to fucking do? Like, it was Tuesday night, and I was just like, well, do you guys want to have a foursome? And then I would. (laughs) And then I would talk about it on stage, and they'd be like, you need to slow down. This is weird. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should write jokes. (laughs) Um, And I still kind of tell stories, but, like, they're fine. Like, they're okay. I I, I just grew out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're just like... Well, I can tell the story of, like, the time I was pantsed on Milwaukee a thousand times. And then a woman at the exact moment ran her bicycle into another man wearing sweatpants. And, and, and his pants were knocked off. And then there were just two people with their genitals out. And that's, it's very funny. <laughs> funny it's still story. funny yeah. to me. But, like, I don't get excited about it. And part of the reason you do comedy is to be, like, excited about yeah. it. Like, yeah. you have a voice. You get to talk to people. You get paid to, like, make people laugh, and that's the dopest thing ever, but you should fucking love it. Mm. All comedians go through hills and valleys. Mm-hmm. They, you will have guys that, they're super successful, they've been doing this 10 years, and they'll want to quit 
they'll be talking about looking for office jobs. They'll, they just won't have it until you get so sad that all the funny comes back again. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like a, it's like a constant Phoenix rebirthing yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was gross and told a bunch of stories and then now I do art stuff and who knows what's next after that, but I don't know. Well, you seem really happy. I am really happy. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Good it's awesome. So just like do everything that you want to do and sometimes you're poor and that sucks, but who cares? Yeah. You know, I can always blame this on the baby boomers. I can oh, always... On the baby boomers? Yeah, I can always say <laughs> it is your fault that everything sucks. You should watch the big short and... <laughs> You should. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah you're going to just hate every adult in your life. Yeah. Because they're dumb. And they ruined the economy. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. I am. I'm really happy. Good. Yeah. Good you. you feel good about this talk? I do. Yeah. Do you feel good about I this talk? I feel great. Anything <laughs> else you want to talk about? Not really. Cool. What if I was just like, anal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. Aww. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, it was Nick. really good to see you. Mm-hmm. All right, so postscript. Uh, Meredith and I were just talking as I was about to leave, and I remembered that I forgot to ask her how to yep. how people can find her so <clears throat> take it away meredith uh i normally uh write with like fire in the sky no you can go to my website uh it's meredith ketchel which is k-a-c-h-e-l.com if you google meredith k i'm the second one that comes up the first one was that girl that got murdered in france by amanda <laughs> knox um <laughs> meredith kircher r.i.p um but yeah that's the best way and i've got all my dates and you can see all my art and all my videos and all my animations and all my sculptures and all my music Right on. Right on. Thank you.